from their secret lair on the back lot of an abandoned theme park in the heart of the New York of the South. They spring into action whenever an unwanted opinion is needed. This is Two Dudes on a Backlot. Now, here's your hosts, R.L. Sutton and Harvey. We got something to say, but nobody asked. We are Two Dudes on a Backlot, R.L. Sutton. That's me. And I'm Harvey. And we're going to talk about the subject at hand for this episode. That's going to be conspiracy theories. This is RL's one of his favorite subjects. Isn't that right, RL? Yeah, it's one of many. But yeah, this is definitely one of the ones I like. So RL, I'm going to start off with one of the conspiracies that started all. The first moon landing. Since 1976, it's been said that it has been faked. The person that created this particular theory, it's an author by the name of Bill Casing. His self-published book, We Never Went to the Moon, American's $30 billion swindle. He says that astronauts should have been killed when they passed through the Van Allen radiation belt. Noting the lack of stars in photographs, the missing blast crater below the lunar module, the waving American flag, which later the, the astronauts explained and you could even see that in the infamous MTV spots for their commercials, you can clearly see that there's like a metal rod in the flag. And when they're jumping up and down, that's what's making it wave. In 1978, two years after the release of the book, Capricorn One was released. The plot of the movie was NASA faking a moon landing and going through great lengths to keep it as a secret. So this adds to to the complexity and to the theory of the moon landing being fake. Casing's theory was NASA worked alongside the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency to fake the moon landing to one-up those pesky Russians because we were still in the Cold War and it was U.S. versus the, the Russians and that race to space. Casing's feeling was the moon landing was filmed on the soundstage in Area 51, which we're also going to talk about. So, RL, what are your thoughts, feelings about specifically this first conspiracy we're going to talk about, the moon landing? Well, I've even, here's the thing with the first conspiracy. I've had this discussion with people, and one of the things they say is, well, first, first thing they say is, um, there's some, I think it's called goalpost moving here, where uh-huh. they're like, well, we didn't do the first one. We did the second one. And they and, do that to explain away the fact that, okay, you can clearly see the landing sites. You can see the technology up there. The other thing is, if we faked it, why would the Russians not be all over it? You know, why would they not be like, hey, they're, they, they, they lied about this. You got every major com- country in the world who has seen this thing. And so it's like, okay, they've seen the technology, they've seen the landings. It seems like it'd be an easy one to discredit the Americans on. I find it interesting how in the span of like 40 odd years, you know, one guy with a book, not really a scientist, Mm -hmm. you know, he did work at one time for literally a rocket company and he was basically like, a proofreader like he would help write their like manuals for work-related things and he he self-published this book in 1976 and it just fathered probably one of the main conspiracies which helped spawn a bunch of conspiracies afterwards now it's almost like somebody can spawn something you don't know where it is and you know we have you know, uh, QAnon is a perfect example of that. You know, it's, yes. it's now it spreads so fast because of Internet. But this man with one book created all of that. I, I I never knew the moon landing conspiracy was a thing to like, I would say maybe the Internet age, you know, the, the late 90s, the early 2000s. But here's to, to add to, to conspiracy theories. Joe Rogan was forever in a day always you know screaming to the high heavens that the moon landing was a conspiracy that it was faked and this and that and ironically when did he stop 
doing that and he started, you know, backpedaling was when his show really started taking off when his podcast. So the conspiracy within the conspiracy theory with Joe Rogan was, you know, the Illuminati got to him and said, hey, shut your mouth. Or maybe it be just it didn't benefit him and his show. And he kind of stopped because well, he would he would get on there with his best friend, Eddie Bravo, who's the man that uh, introduced him to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and made him a black belt. And they would go on some crazy tangents on his show. Now, granted, it was fueled by a lot of weed smoking, but it would make for fun episodes. But he he was somebody that kept pushing that narrative for many years. And suddenly he just kind of stopped. And now he doesn't even mention it anymore. Well, he I saw it. I saw the clip with Neil deGrasse Tyson. And the one thing Tyson asked him is like, where do you think all that's going? And you also got to consider how many in the large amount of people that worked on the, those, those um, launches. I mean, alone that a lot of companies out at even Daytona beach had people who built, who worked on it. I met a guy who actually was working for NASA as an engineer. And I asked him about the movie. Hey, back when it came out, are you going to go watch Apollo 13? And he just kind of looks at me calmly and goes, no, I lived it. And I'm like, what? And he goes, he was one of the the people they called in to try to save their lives. You know, and, I'm sorry, go ahead. But anytime you have a repeating system, you're going to have a something go wrong. You're going to have an anomaly. Okay. So think about this. We did however many launches we did. So first off, NASA knew one of those things were going to blow up. It's just mathematics comes in. These are all rocket scientists, quite literally. So yeah. one of them is going to go wrong. And it's the odds are it could go wrong on the launch pad. So you got this big, basically, bomb. And you just took out freaking NASA in Florida, so the Space Center. So that's one. Two, yeah, it was getting more expensive. But most people don't. Um, Nixon took us off the gold standard. So our money slowly started inflating. So by the time you start getting to the end of the the end of um, the seventies, when the last one went up, it was getting more expensive because they're like, look, this shit's going to, the dollar's devaluing. So now, mm -hmm. yeah, before then it was costing us a dollar to do something. Now contractors like we want two to $3 and you got the case where you're running against the odds because eventually something was going to go catastrophically wrong. And yes, we beat the Russians. Yay. But we also, in my personal view, hindered our technology because what else could we have gotten out of it if we just kept pushing it? You don't think that just like with cars, the technology would have got better? Because it's very, I, I remember just as a kid, it was real sad that year after year after year after year after year, the shuttle looked the same. It was just basically gigantic glider. It couldn't even fly once and it was in orbit. You, you would see those, those infamous pictures of it on top of like a freaking, mm -hmm. you know, passenger airplane it, it was well, sad it's like well, you know in, in certain ways technology was jumping for the consumer but you know well, the shuttle is just still like eh, you know something else to put on him ronald reagan's a part of that because the shuttle was going to be cheaper than what the nasa wanted nasa had this single lift body rocket that they were going to build that would take off like an airplane go into orbit deliver its stuff and come back and he's like well this other thing was cheaper now there is one more conspiracy on the moon landing that we can throw on here if you're interested go for it of course what did we find that we didn't tell there are those who believe <laughs> i love that line that when that on the talk back that we didn't hear that the nasa that you got armstrong and them saying look there's shit up here that we see something and that maybe that could have been a reason we didn't go to keep going. Well, I guess like unlike the movies where they bring something back, I mean, nothing's happened since then till now. But I think remember, remember in the 80s, you would watch these infomercials and it was like space age polymer. Or mm -hmm. One of the things that NASA created was the stupid memory foam mat where the chick's jumping up and down on the bed and there's a glass of wine and it, it disperses the energy in the bed so it never tips over or she spills it while she's jumping up and down it seems like 
you know, so many trips to space and the one moon landing, we didn't come back with any technology worth a damn. Well, that's because they were wanting to commercialize it. But again, it was getting real proven. It was getting more and more expensive. And some of these things were getting more and more like, hey, we, we have to put this much money into this. And you got the world going, hey, we, we don't want to keep funding this. We already beat the Russians. There's a line in Apollo 13. We already beat the Russians. Why do we keep doing this? So good. And, old, let's be honest. It's good old-fashioned American capitalism that kind of – your, your theory is that good old-fashioned American capitalism kind of killed NASA? I think that the idea of – like if we – like again, Tyson said, if we'd invested the uh, Defense Department's budget – into NASA, how much further could we have gotten? So yeah, I think that there was a, hey, we're not getting anything out of this. Um, we've already beat the Russians. Inflation's killing what we could do for a while back. And now here we are. Well, and I, think- and I, w- I would even say a lot of that, you know, development and research went to satellite technology, which we can all agree bettered our lives. Because that's when you really started seeing a lot of a, that big technological jump in communication in the 80s was with more satellites being launched and which gave us the ability to have cable TV and better communications and the because the internet was created by the military for communication purposes. It wasn't created for it, us to download porn. Yeah, but it was all, yes, it was to communicate between, between schools and everything and my thing about it is, again, if we would have kept pushing the technology of the 60s all through the 70s instead of cutting back the way we did and building this big, beautiful way to destroy the planet a few thousand times over, I remember electric cars in the 80s, and nobody pushed that technology. We, we wouldn't even have some of the discussions we're having about that if we would have kept going with that stuff. Yeah, there we, it, it, you know, I, I, you know how I love to say good old fashioned American capitalism, but there you would just say worldwide capitalism because, you know, you could tie that back to, you know, OPEC and, you know, the defense contractors good old fashioned were, petrol, like the British call it. The, the beautiful thing for the defense contractors is they could develop stuff and spend, spend thousands and millions of dollars developing things that never had to be proven. We were never going to fire first on the Soviets. We were never going to do any of these things. So instead of the advancement of humanity, which is how I view technology in general most of the time, uh, we we just advanced a bunch of rich people who never had to live, who who thought the Soviets were never going to go away. So why did they care? You know, it's funny you mentioned that RL. One thing about military technology and you were just saying instead of investing in technology that helped mankind the military industrial complex really went into developing spy planes and one place that was known for holding and testing spy planes was area 51 in the early 50s the u.s was conducting low-flying recon missions over our mortal enemies aka the russians but there were constant worries of getting caught spying So in 1954, President Eisenhower authorized the development of a top-secret high-altitude reconnaissance plane titled Project Aquatone. The program needed a quiet location where civilians and spies could not infiltrate it. And that place that fit that requirement like a glove was Area 51 near a salt flat called Groom Lake in the Nevada desert. In that area, the plane that was tested was a high-altitude plane by the name of U2, of course. That is the same plane where the famous rock band got their name. While the military was testing the U2 plane, it was so much higher than the average plane. When you had consumer planes flying, they could see that there was some little speck way above them. And granted, it was following them, not on purpose because it was testing. That's where you started getting the the word of you know, we feel like there's something above us. Like, we don't know if it's a UFO or even at that time, I don't even think the term UFO, unidentified flying object, was even a term yet. But while they were testing those planes, these planes were so high above your average planes and even military planes because this was top secret. So you had regular fighter pilots and 
normal military planes that didn't even know these this U-2 plane existed. So they're seeing something above them. It felt like they were being followed. And what they didn't know at the time was that they weren't so much being followed. It was a military plane and they were just testing it out. How high can we get this thing? Does Can these planes check, you know, find us with the radar that they have? They were basically testing it because they couldn't, they could no longer do their low flying missions they would do over the USSR. Pilots would radio in that they saw a speck above them following them and that they were being watched. The U.S. government did not acknowledge the existence of Area 51 till 2013. Yes. So, in Area hence, 51, you know, with uh, popular culture and uh, Independence Day, which they did a beautiful thing the way they 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 incorporated, mm-hmm. hey, they had aliens there the whole time. You know, that was you know pretty 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 good. Um, what are your what do you know about Area 51 RL? Okay. I don't know so much about Area 51 beyond the normal, but I know one thing is a lot of people believe that the Roswell crash is stored at Area 51 and that it has private jetliners that take off and land there and bring people in and out. During the 90s, they were sued and the government finally acknowledged burning of toxic chemicals and some of the people were poisoned there. Well, I with the research that I did, they do still say that when you f- go to the Ronald Reagan Airport in Las Vegas, Nevada, when you if you're looking out your window and you see airplanes that do not have any sort of like commercial markings Marketing. like JetBlue or anything like that, that those are planes of employees that get flown out to Area 51. So, it, you know, it is easy to see. And they, they there are pictures of current day planes where they they're just like red and blue or it's a, it's just a regular plane. Mm-hmm. So they say that you know Area Fifty One still exists. It's still in the same spot. It's been there oh. since you know forever yeah. and a day. But the employees do fly out daily. You know they they drive up to the Ronald Reagan Airport in Las Vegas and park their cars, get in that plane, and get flown out there. So they still do. You know, the least it's just it's it's basically a military base where they're doing all kinds of tests. At the worst, it does have aliens in there and who knows what. Here's the thing. Also, anything that's there, they use the they say that the military technology is usually 20 years ahead of everybody else. Correct. So if they have something, they're going to whatever they're showing us today is stuff that they've had for 20 years. Whatever they're they're doing today is stuff like rail guns. Are you familiar with rail guns? No. Okay, what a rail gun does is it basically uses magnetics to accelerate a piece of metal several times the speed of sound. And the government's just now admitting that they've they have that technology. And Recently, during the, the people are going to storm Area 51, and they had all those people go out there. You can see plenty. You can see stuff on YouTube where people pull up to Area 51. All of a sudden, people dressed in unmarked vehicles pull up. They're in military fatigues, and they are authorized to shoot shoot you. I've heard that even the U.S. president's aircraft cannot fly over in Area 51 without authorization, or he will be shot down. Yeah, I mean that, but I would say, I would say all of that is true, because just in general, you know, military airspaces of any sort, it doesn't matter Area Fifty One or an Army base or any sort of base of any other military branch, that tends to be the the modem operandi, modus operandi. You're just not going to pull up to any sort of military facility and be like, "Hey, I'm here," you know, even if it's the most low level low class they don't it, it could just all they have there is like i don't know a, a pier for fishing if it's still guarded by a military base there's there's some you know there there's some communication and things that got to be approved before you, you're just allowed on there so that doesn't surprise me too much now there's again in the deep well conspiracy theory supposedly that's where the um when we fake launches, they land. That's where the, the government experiments on 
things that they've recovered from other countries. The deep stuff about it is supposedly there's multiple levels under the base. And those multiple levels are where we keep uh, recovered UFOs, keep alien bodies. Yeah, and you kind of saw, yeah, they kind of played with that one theory or myth in Independence Day. I don't know about you, Rob. I hope all of these theories are real. Fuck it. Fuck it. I hope they're all real. <laughs> I think yeah. it's cool. But also, I, I, I find it very sad that, you know, what you said about the military, and I've heard that as well, where they're, you know, they're it's military. So they're developing this technology for, you know, nefarious reasons for killing purposes, basically. And if that was, you know, developed to help mankind to, I'm pretty sure with technology, the technology that we have now, we could better use it to, you know, build better structures so natural disasters don't come down and, and destroy people's homes and find better ways of making, you know, you know, have building crop and farming. And yeah, you kind of see some of it with like Monsanto going down another conspiracy, you know, rabbit hole and, you know, food that's been genetically altered not necessarily for our betterment, but to make us more addicted to that food so you just consume it more. It's sad that we don't put that technology towards better means of helping mankind instead of just fleecing mankind so you spend more money at the at the pump or at but, the you know, cash register. But we also, uh, going back to the military in general, we have one of the largest budgets in the world, but a lot of the stuff, incredible amounts of money spent on things that don't have to have a result and you got and actually this is a good to circle back to the moon landing the moon landing had a land they 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 couldn't risk people's lives because it was one it looked terrible in front of you know we just killed somebody if it, that thing went terribly wrong but we could develop stuff here that sometimes never had to we didn't have to have results so you know the government pay people were getting paid off and those people and the defense contractors were making ridiculous amounts of money, never have to produce results. Yeah, I just think that's sad. It, it just yeah. really is, you know. So let's go to you, one of your favorite topics. Celebrity cloning. Yes. Well, celebrity cloning, I don't know when exactly that particular conspiracy started. But, you know, going down the rabbit hole, which is YouTube, which is one of my favorite subjects, the, there are multiple videos. One of the more famous ones is the cloning of Eminem, the rapper Eminem, Marshall Mathers. Mm -hmm. Supposedly he died in a car crash, and I think it's like in 2003, and uh, he got cloned. I don't know if he got cloned before or after his supposed car crash. And the Eminem that we see now is not that the Eminem that died in 2003 and one video that I saw which to this day I wish I knew that the the, the um, YouTubers uh, channel because I looked for him and I could not find him because he deserves the credit he had a very good point where he would show different photos and it's like with plastic surgery you could get people with similar features and after the surgery you could have them look pretty identical one thing plastic surgery has never developed because there's never been a need. No one's ever said, oh, I want this done is your ears. Your ears, just like your fingerprints, are very specific to you. And I'm pretty sure, you know, every, they say somewhere in the world, RL, you have a doppelganger. There is an mm -hmm. RL twin. I've been lucky enough to bump into two people that looked similar to me in my lifetime. One was a a classmate actually in like sixth grade, I think it was. And uh, he was a little taller than me, but other than that, people w thought we were twins. We wow. had no, he was, you know, same background as me, but there was no family, you know, affiliation. And people could be like, oh, the milkman, the milkman. I'm like, yes, possibly. Here's the deal I don't look like my dad, I look like my mom. You know, and how how do you explain this guy looking like me if you want to use the milkman theory? 
If I look like my dad, then yes, because then that means there were if my dad had, you know, kids outside of the marriage he had with my mom, there would be other men around that looked similar to me. But I look like my mom. I do not look nothing like my dad. And this guy looked like me. So there's no way my mom had a, a, a another child out of wedlock without my dad not knowing. You know what I'm saying? So there, you know, that kind of breaks that theory. And then at one of my jobs, I literally bumped into somebody that, damn, looked pretty close to me. He was heavier set, but very similar. And even his his wife thought he was hysterical. Now, you know, in this day and age with cell phones, you know, I took a quick selfie with them and mm-hmm. I'd have to look up that picture. But um, I've been lucky enough to at least bump into two of my doppelgangers, if you want to say that. But with, with the Eminem theory or just the cloning theory in general, there is something to say about some of these celebrities when you, you know, in this day and age of so many pictures and Eminem has been around since the late nineties, early two thousands. So there are plenty of pictures throughout his career where he just looks different. He just, he, and, and, and the YouTuber shows you Two dudes on a backlog will return after this message. Every culture possesses comparable myths, accounts of distant lands, and the belief of creatures that can transform at will. Should every report be dismissed, every tale written off, every sighting mistaken, is this not a sign of human pretension to dismiss thousands of years of history? Silver, legend of the wolf. Waga Comics of Japan is now offering a digital version in English and Japanese of all issues of Silver Legend of the Wolf. We now return to Two Dudes on a Backlog. Pictures of, okay, this is Eminem in 2003, pre-crash. This is him post-crash. And his theory was, it's not like, okay, this Eminem died and he got replaced with one clone. No, no, no. His theory is that, you know, when these clones start malfunctioning, right? (laughs) And that's when you see them doing weird things in interviews and their faces having like spasms and all that. Okay, this clone is acting up. We got to replace them with another one. Okay, I've got And the whole thing back to the celebrity clones is it it goes all the way back to the Illuminati, which Mm -hmm. is a secret Bavarian society that happened like in the 1700s that supposedly they've had this secret plan to take over the world and they've been slowly infiltrating governments you know worldwide and your bigger families like the rockefellers are and you know the royal family they're all part of that satanic cabal to just slowly take over the world with population control that we can really go down uh, the rabbit hole but with celebrities there is something to say about many celebrities they have some sort of mental breakdown. They go away for a while and they come back and they definitely act different. And people's like, oh, okay, they got some help and this and that. But they just slightly look different. Another person that been known to be quote unquote called clone was Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle had his, you know, started out as a stand-up comedian, had his infamous show on Comedy Central, had a falling out. Famously went to Africa. And the theory is, the conspiracy theory is that, you know, he went to Africa. The real Dave Chappelle got murdered, got cloned, came back. And now we have that current Dave Chappelle that we have now. Now, this Dave Chappelle compared to Dave Chappelle pre um, Dave Chappelle show came back heavier set, more muscular, a deeper tone of voice. His head just looks different because the Dave Chappelle of the Dave Chappelle show is always like a very thin man. And this man, yeah, you could say he he hit the gym. You could say that. It's the same height. And Dave Chappelle's always been a smoker. I've but, got a question. Yeah. Okay. And I and I've had this conversation, I've asked this question before. Is your opinion that we have the ability clone people or we're just doing plastic surgery because those are two different things i think we probably do have the ability 
going back to the Area 51 and NASA thing, I think there could be the, the ability to clone people. Okay. Now, you're, you could say, well, okay, then why do we have military people? Why don't we have, like, Star Wars and we have... Oh, no, no, know, no. That wasn't clone, like... Clone, clone, you know, why do we have armies when we could clone an army? That I don't know. Well, that that's... might go back to just, like, it still may be cheaper to get people to join the military versus, you know, cloning X amount of people, cloning a bunch of Django Fets. To have, a, this is, to have a bunch of infantry soldiers. This is my thing. And um, if we have time, I'd like to hit the Roswell crash too on this, of this course. show. My thing with cloning and this, and I'm just, this, we, we both kind of, we both share this view. There are some rich. And if you're offended by language, you're going to be offended here. There are some rich motherfuckers on this planet. I mean, ridiculously rich. Why would they, why, if they could be cloned, if they could clone their body parts, why would they let themselves die? Why would the, and I, now I do know a guy who t- swore up and down that there's some kind of base out there or colony where if you, if me or you were to go there, we would see Steve Jobs rolling down the corridor saying, what's up? But, but here's the deal. Here's the deal, RL. With that 1% or even that half percent of people that have that stupid amount of money, it is possible they could disappear anywhere in the world. It doesn't even have to be like a James Bond underwater layer. And, And you know, they they could fake their death. And we've got or recently had, and I'm not going to say the name, though, but we, we have a celebrity politician who would blurt it out there tomorrow just to get optics. So he hasn't said about it, or he just doesn't know, or maybe he's just the defective clone. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing with cloning. You could be right about the technology or the or the technology not existing. The insidious thing about celebrities being replaced, the replacement theory of celebrities is it ties all the way back to there being some sort of dark hand, some sort of satanic cabal, which you know, we've we've heard a little bit of that with the whole QAnon, you know, craziness mm-hmm. related to that one celebrity president. Mm-hmm. The insidious thing about celebrities. Celebrities nowadays are your spokespeople. So if you are this satanic cabal and you slowly want to indoctrinate people with your views and you want, you know, everything to like. And of course, this this ties to the Christian stuff. So you have a lot of Christians up in arms because you have this big movement towards, you know, um, children being trans and, you know, gay people have being able to get married and gay people having more rights or just being more more seen that they have ever been. You know, you would always have like a gay character, this and that, but they, they were very inconsequential to the story of a plot of a TV show or a movie to now where it just revolves around gayness and wokeness and all of this ties together. So the insidiousness about not so much cloning, but replacing celebrities with people that look like them. And like you said, giving them plastic surgery. So now they look like Eminem or Taylor Swift or... Um, Katy Perry, for example, like and I would, I wouldn't necessarily dismiss that. It's just mm-hmm. the the level of genetic engineer we're talking about. Again, I, I miss said it, but some people can't, you know, out there would have blurted that out at the first opportunity just to for. Their, or and like you craziness. said, at some points there would have been some some screw up where you see two people that are known to not have a twin, and then suddenly mm-hmm. you see. Two R.L. Sutton's floating around. So I agree with you. But I would say there is, I don't know, something weird about celebrities. Like I said, they're real easy to track, especially if it's a celebrity that's had like Eminem or Dave Chappelle, where they've been they've been around for 20 something years where they just you. It's almost like cars, like the 1998 Toyota Corolla. looks nothing like the 2022 Toyota Corolla. It's the same car. But it's it's just been changed. And yes, people age, but sometimes people just, yeah, there is plastic surgery, but there's just certain things where plastic surgery can't hide it, where people just look odd. You yeah. Know, like I'll use Eminem as an example. He just looks different. 
And there's just certain times where he's older now. When he came out, he was mm-hmm. in his 20s. Now he's like almost 50, or I think he turned 50 this year. And but, it, it, sometimes he just does it in different albums. He just doesn't. He sounds like somebody that sounds like Eminem, but it doesn't sound like the Eminem. But it seemed like it was consistent. When Eminem came out with his first album mm-hmm. up to like the quote unquote infamous car crash, he sounded the same. But and then since go- then, you've heard just iterations of Eminem, but they don't. They, it, it's weird. It's very weird. But to go even further, if we're going to save celebrities, wouldn't they have cloned, say, Tupac? There, there's a movie that came no, out. No, in no, the but 90s. no, but let's let's get off the cloning part. It's not so much about saving celebrities. The the the, it, the insidious part about cloning or replacing celebrities is they're not doing their part to push this satanic agenda. Hence, they get uh, replaced. It's not about saving celebrities. It's not about you know, oh, we're, we got to make this particular celebrity's career be longer than the others. There's a- and Tupac, you know, if if um, we're going to go down the Tupac rabbit hole, Tupac's last album that he recorded was uh, Machiavelli, the uh, Illuminati Seven Day Theory. Mm-hmm. You know, Illuminati, kil- Illuminati. So... Okay. The theory on Tupac was he got killed because he was talking out against the Illuminati. And that was like his big salvo because Tupac was always very political. He was always Tupac was a very polarizing character yeah. because in one end he would he was very pro black community. But then he would do things that were very against his own interests. Like if we just take everything at face value, he pretty much got himself shot. Yeah, because there was really no need or reason for him to jump Orlando Anderson at that casino during that Mike Tyson fight in the year where he got murdered. There was no need for that. As a celebrity, if anything's like, dude, you send your bodyguards. There is, you see clearly in the casino footage him being the first person running towards that guy, sucker punching him, and then the rest of his boys hopping on in and stomping on that guy. So we take everything at face value. He got himself killed. There's a movie in the 90s with a Schwarzenegger called uh, Seven Days. And and it what they do is they start cloning people. And I know you weren't saying cloning necessarily, but they would do it whenever like somebody died during a football game. And they're like, oh, no, no, he's fine. So they could keep going, making money off them. So I can see companies replacing some back to Eminem potentially replacing him because, hey, we could still make some money off him and we got some albums. Well, and definitely, if he died, that would make perfect sense because, like, he would even call himself, he was the rap Elvis. And he was. Mm -hmm. He was. The same way Elvis got a bunch of white kids, you know, dancing to rock and roll, which at the time was black people's music. It was music created in the South from, you know, R&B and blues from black artists. But it was, you know the white artist that kind of sounded black and took their style really blew it up. Same with Eminem, mm-hmm. you know, hip hop had been around and it came out from the, 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 the streets of the inner city streets of New York city from black and Brown people. And, but and it, it really went globally with Eminem because, you know, a blonde haired granted died, but white blue eyed blonde haired kid, you know, from Detroit, the made sound it of super popular, the sound of rebellion, yeah, is how, how a lot of this. I always see it. It's like whatever the sound of rebellion is at the time, which is hilarious because now you hear Snoop Dogg albums and elevators, which is <laughs> hilarious to me. The Roswell crash, and this for me is a uh, one of those things that, uh, just a little background which kind of ties into the Area 51 in 1947, there were over 300 UFO sightings reported in the last six months of the year. The bomber group that dropped the atomic bomb in Japan was relocated near Roswell. In fact, they they were at the Roswell Airfield, the 509th. So these were the people who, and this is all significant to it, these were the people who were responsible for deploying, not necessarily the same people, but this, this group was deploying the most powerful weapon we had at the time, 19... 
47, you have the crash. Around June 14th, the sh ship crashes and is reported to the military on July 7th. Person reported, and I'll use his name because he's everywhere. If you go into it, the person who was sent out of the, was part of the 509th, was Major Marcella, one of the base intel officers. He went to the crash, came back. He told the colonel what he saw. The colonel reported to the general, and the general had a press release done up that basically said, we believe we recovered a flying saucer on July 6th. It was then retracted the next day by a military, and this is where it gets weird. The general who had it retracted was with a base in Texas. He told the people in Roswell, send the stuff to me, and then he walked it back. The key person to, to all of this is this Major Marcellus, who was the base intel officer who evaluated the, cry, the crash. First in material uses at the time, and was trained by the Air Force for radar technology, which also was very top secret. Um, there's also been now eyewitnesses, unfortunately, is one of those cases where just because they think they saw something doesn't mean they saw something. And there was like 600 people related to it who claimed to have seen something in regards to the crash. And one last little thing that's which just screamed conspiracy theory. In 97, the Air Force released another report on it. And this is where it's funny. All of the documents from January to October in 47, at the time of the crash, at the Roswell, was destroyed. What do you think? <laughs> I've always Hello. felt... I've always felt that at um, Roswell, my theory mm -hmm. is aliens did crash. It was a cover up. And because there's just so many people that are so staunch, you know, because there have been plenty of documentaries throughout the years, you know, when they still had a lot of those, you know, people that were children that are now like, you know, senior citizens, because a lot of the people, the adults that dealt with that have all been long and gone but i felt that there was a crash they did cover it up what the question is what kind of technology did they get from the crash we know that of course they would go for more military nefarious means you know how can we um reverse you know uh design this technology so we could use it to better kill people you mm -hmm. know the theory is we've gotten a lot of the current technology we have now from that you know particular roswell crash like cell phone technology and our satellite technology and so on and so on and so on but i've always felt like yeah something did crash it wasn't a weather balloon and they covered it up and they did a kind of a crappy job of covering it up what are your thoughts well here's here's a couple of things i think um and somebody actually threw this out there and uh, blew up one of my ideas he made the point he says, okay, let's say this thing crashed. And I, I would credit the guy, but I don't remember his name. He was a co-worker of mine. He said, okay, let's say we did recover a crash. We often think we can duplicate the technology. What if we can't? And a, a very popular show on aliens and being ancient points out, what if it's a million years ahead of us? So now you have a case where you got a Ford Tesla and Leonardo da Vinci's workshop first off is he going to know even how to turn it on yes we could get some general technology out of it. maybe that's where a lot of the stealth technology came from maybe a few bits here and there came in but the bigger stuff we might not even understand because it's got information it's got applications that we don't even know we're like we have no freaking clue what this is and keep in mind this is 47 and the thing that the real unique thing about it, and I want to point out, when this happened, it, it didn't happen today. This happened in the 40s when people still trusted the government. Yeah. We thought they were, if they said it happened, we believed them full, full on. And now, shit, now you'd have 50 cell phone cameras out there. So I think that there was something there. And I do think that it's at the previously mentioned Area 51. But I think it may be a case where we, we don't even know what we're doing and we're just, you know, blindly messing with this thing. Well, um, like I said, good old fashioned American capitalism, they're going to try to find a way to monetize that. But mm -hmm. with the with the government, and the military, yeah, they're going to try to find a way to militarize that. So 
yes, it's true. If you were to drop off a Tesla during Leonardo da Vinci's time, he wouldn't know where to start. He wouldn't even have the proper tools. He would have to make, he would have to find a way to make a screwdriver just to, you know, unscrew something. And it would have to be like a, like a Phillips head screwdriver, you know, because mm-hmm. that's like one of the most common screws that holds anything together these days. But if you're at something long enough, you would slowly figure it out throughout the years. People would figure it out. Now, yes, it, it, the technology, let's say it's so ahead of our time. Y- yeah. in certain things they might, for example, they figured out how to make these touchscreen cell phones, for example. Uh, it's another thing where what makes that plane fly or if it turns invisible like Wonder Woman's plane, all of that stuff it probably may still be another hundred years before that gets figured out. Because if it- you notice the technology from the 40s to now, there's a lot of things that are still the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cars, we still drive cars and trucks and stuff like that. We're, we, we don't have our our jets and planes, which I feel fucking cheated because I remember mm-hmm. as a kid, they would always we'll say, oh, we're going to be you know on the moon and, fly, and, and flying cars. Where the hell is it? I want my damn Jetson car. I'm sick and tired of fucking traffic. You know, mm-hmm. hey, I want to try, you know, a traffic jam in the sky. But, but um, it, a lot of things have changed, but a lot of things haven't. You know, structurally speaking, we still live in the same houses now that we did in the 40s and 50s. We just might have better insulation and air conditioning and heat. And but there. it's still it, we have better more comfort but there's there's a lot of things that haven't changed much from then to now we still drive cars we still live in houses um refrigeration is better now you get like ice cubes from your fridge instead of having to put a actual ice tray in the freezer the freezer is bigger now compared to a freezer then <laughs> but you know a lot of stuff has changed it but a lot hasn't but the other thing is, let's say we could duplicate it. We don't have the infrastructure. Even if we knew how to create a, to use the Star Trek term, a warp drive. We Okay, we know how it is. We got the blueprints here. We can duplicate the material. But by the way, this takes a process that we don't have access to. Are we, but you don't we, think, but remember that's what, now we're to go deeper down that rabbit hole. This is all military stuff. So they have budgets that we'll never find out how much they spent it on to develop that stuff this is true and but it may be a case where they have it and they just aren't using it they're just like we're not screw the public they don't need it there's a theory during the 90s that they're slowly doing all these little shows about aliens and everything and like recently they, they did another video of it. the government released something else about ufos to get us used to the idea because if they just dropped it on us, you'd have widespread panic. We made contact. Yeah, like years. yeah, like a slow. Yeah, it's like a slow trickle out. But you know, somebody who said he was gonna release all that stuff was good old fashioned Donald J. Trump. He said he was gonna release that when he became president, and he went in and out. He did his four years, and we never really heard much. There's you a know, video. So if there is something, they even told his crazy ass, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, shut your mouth, Donnie boy." You're not uh, releasing any of this. There's a video of the Hillary Clinton's. He was going to be her chief of staff. And he's on Ancient Aliens, since we're dropping the, their names, saying that the moment he got in, his plan was to release everything we had that was deemed top secret. And he's on the show saying this, and they didn't win the election. So I would like to know in our lifetime... I don't know if I'd want to pay the price of admission. Like, what is, what do you got to do to, to get that information in hand? I just think that even if the today, if that information was released today to you, the listener of this podcast, if it got released today, whatever day that is, because you clearly may be listening to this podcast way into the future. We hope so. <laughs> no, we know so. Come on, man. You know, people love, people, people love us. Um, a lot of people won't believe it just for the sheer fact that there's so much misinformation out there of everything. People don't trust In regular that- media. So I, maybe going back to the whole conspiracy, you know, full circle conspiracy theory. 
if you're the dark hand, the satanic cabal, the Illuminati, just the good old fashioned government or the NWO, the new world order, whatever, maybe that, that, that's, that was your ultimate goal was to, you know, to, to have people not believe in, 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 in your media, I guess. But, so but if just... it got released, people, and we're not, and I'm not even talking about people that are QAnon, just in general, people are so distrustful of information these days that it could be released today. And a lot of people be like, ah, whatever, it's bullshit. But and it could, could be, be real, you know? So, but could that be the reason that, and I've thrown this out there and people are like, ah, Suddenly, we're talking about going back to the moon. Suddenly, NASA's got their own little ship going on there competing with Musk. Could the fear be that if they let the commercial people like him just go out there, that he could find something that the government hasn't, quote unquote, secured? Like his shit's flying around and he lands on Mars and all of a sudden there's something that they knew about or they didn't want known or they just want for themselves. And now he's got access to it and the right people don't have access to it well here's the deal we just got to keep an eye on him or anybody like him that wants to keep flying into space if suddenly they have some weird mishap or they go missing or they get murdered or they have a drug overdose or they have some weird car crash then we'll know well let's jump this a hundred years down the road hopefully we'll, we'll we'll be around to see this you now flying to the moon and Elon ships are mass produced and some we'll call it a mom and pop salvage companies out there in the asteroid belt and they come across something, some advanced technology. They're not necessarily going to be like, Hey, let's, you know, no one knows it's there until they find it. I know it sounds like fiction, but who knows? We only assume we know. So bro, you just gave the plot to alien. To aliens. <laughs> okay. Well, how'd that work out, man? Space Marines. <laughs> how'd that work out for both films? They got fucked up for doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man, R.L. Sutton. Tell us about the Florida man. Ah, uh, the Florida man. Our favorite topic here. What the Florida man is for our listeners is an outlandish story that can only be contributed to something in Florida. In the year 1948, a man wore a 30-pound penguin shoes and made it his mission for the next 10 years to appear on Florida beaches, walking around at night and confusing the hell out of people. <laughs> Need more Two Dudes on a Backlot? Join Two Dudes on a Backlot podcast Facebook group or Two Dudes on a Backlot podcast Instagram for a list of upcoming episodes. And new episodes drop every Monday. Now listen to what this other chap has to say. Now, as our intrepid duo return to their lives as pizza delivery man and dollar theater usher, we must remember the lessons we learned today. Join us again, same backlot time, same backlot 